guys, Alex Davis here. Thank you so much for joining me on the Apologetic Fun in 10 podcast, where we are going to give a gospel defense against false beliefs. We are here so that we can defend the gospel of Christ. I am currently pursuing my master's in Christian apologetics at Oklahoma Baptist University, and I'm having a blast and it is fun. So we are going to defend the faith together so that we might go and share the gospel. Join me. Well, 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 you decided to come back, didn't you? <laughs> I am so excited that you did. Thankful that you did. Today, we're going to be talking about the false beliefs of sexual quote unquote freedom. And we're just going to dive right in. This is a touchy subject. So if you're a youngster, you probably shouldn't listen in. Um, but to your discretion, Feel free to listen in on what God has been revealing to me in this area and how we can defend the faith, defend the gospel, and follow Christ when it comes to false perceptions on sexual relations with one another. So let's go. Let's go ahead and dive in to a few pieces of scripture that I want us to read beforehand. So, We're going to read some in Galatians today and also some in 1 Corinthians. We read in Galatians 5.1, Christ has liberated us to be free. Stand firm then and don't submit again to a yoke of slavery. And here this passage we see that God has called us to be free. He has asked us through his life, death and resurrection to be set free from the bondage of slavery. This bondage and yoke of slavery is sin. It's falling into the patterns of sin. So it's our fleshly desires, how we were innately born into this world. And Christ gives us freedom from this. And because of him, we can stand firm. The second one is Galatians 5.13. For you were called to be free, brothers, But don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. So we are called to be free. We are born sinful, but through Christ and because of Christ, because of our creator and his love for us, we are called to be free as an opportunity for the flesh to turn away from itself. So therefore, we are called to serve one another through love. Why is this important to bring to the surface of our mind, especially when it comes to comprehending our relationship with sex? Well, it's important because we need to be able to look at other humans and ourselves and our Savior as those that we are doing life with as images and image bearers of God and looking at God as the one to strive to be like, the one to strive to imitate. And if we are serving ourselves and serving our flesh, um, we are therefore putting to death, in a sense, what God has called us to do, how he's called us to live. Um, And in this way of choosing our flesh when it comes to this 
sexual freedom of sleeping around and doing what we want. Do you, girl? You do you. And just, you know, have one night stands and let's just all get on Tinder and have fun. Just have fun, you know? Like, just live how you want to live. Wear that silly dress. Wear those, I don't know, boots that don't look like you woke up and went to church. I don't know. You know what I'm saying, guys? I don't want to get raunchy. But there is this idea that our world has constructed that looks at sex as just a toy as opposed to a gift. Um, Singleness is a gift. Marriage is a gift. But also, so is our calling. So is our home. So are relationships. You know, these are gifts that God has given us. And why would you, would you ever treat a gift that your best friend gave you and say, oh my gosh, thank you for this beautiful mug. Oh, it has a picture of us on the front together. That's so sweet. Okay, well, I'm just going to throw it on the ground and let it break into a million pieces. No, you wouldn't do that. But that's exactly what we're doing with sex and the gift of sex. Therefore, I want to read a little bit of 1 Corinthians to you guys. It says, 1 Corinthians 6, 18. Run from sexual immorality. Every sin a person can commit is outside the body. On the contrary, the person who is sexually immoral sins against his own body. Don't you know that your body is a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. We are sanctuaries holding the Holy Spirit once we have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior. It was once the Garden of Eden to a literal sanctuary. And now since Christ has come, died, lived, died, resurrected, we get to have the Holy Spirit residing in us once we accept him. We are the sanctuary. We are the temple. We walk around these days on this earth as an image bearer of God containing the Holy Spirit. Like, think about that for a second. And when you or me or anyone in this world is flaunting our bodies as if they don't have significance or we're allowed to just have fun to an extent of quite literally abusing our bodies when it comes to sexual freedom, quote unquote, We're allowing for slavery to come into our lives, to come into our hearts. It's so hard to get over someone in general for me. Now, I personally am saving myself for marriage, but I've had relationships to an extent in the past, multiple crushes, you know, multiple textings with a guy. But I give my heart away, and I have given my heart away, and it's hard to get over a guy. But I haven't made out with a thousand people, and I also haven't slept with anyone, so I don't know that bondage and that stronghold that can tie you to someone 
I have many friends that have fallen into that trap and the things that they have to work through spiritually with the father and sometimes with counselors and therapists to allow that release so that they can move on and find a deeper relationship with God or even gain trust in a romantic relationship again or just simply friendships with people. Man and women were men and women were created to have a relationship with one another. We were knitted in the image of God. If you look through Genesis 1 through 2 up to the fall of mankind in Genesis 3, you can see that man were created good to be with one another. It was not good that they were to be alone, but it's good that they were together. If we read in 1 Corinthians 7, verse 4, a wife does not have the right over her own body, but her husband does. In the same way, a husband does not have the right over his own body, but his wife does. Do not deprive one another sexually, except when you agree for a time to devote yourselves to prayer. Come together again. Otherwise, Satan may tempt you because of your lack of self-control. This does not mean that a wife has literally no control over her body. This just means that the husband has permission and the wife has permission to ask and tell what one another likes in the marriage bed, to love one another's bodies, to be with one another. It's not a luring, judgmental stance, whereas the man can say, I only have what I want, you know. There's leadership and there's guidance and there's love. There's patient endurance. There's fruits of the spirit. Um, this is nothing to be played with. And our world just so easily assumes that they can just play with this uh, sin. And it breaks my heart. And I pray that you can go and read some of these verses on your own. Feel free to go to any of the resources I've listed below. And I really am excited to talk with you next week about this ideal of verbal freedom that our world seems to have. I love you a lot. Go defend the gospel, my friends, because it is fun. And the gospel is freedom. I love you so much. Bye, guys.